Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. It, unbelievably, is 700 days since Russian tanks and troops rolled over the border into Ukraine. And while other geopolitical events have taken the world's attention away, it's probably fair to say, from the Donbass, for Ukrainians living in their homeland, it is still very much a daily reality. Irina Zhigaliuk lives in Kiev and still travels around the country for work. She, like many others in her country, has to continue as best she can as a war rages around her. And we are joined now by Irina, uh, who I believe is in fact in Odessa. Irina, welcome to tonight's. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Good night to New Zealand. It um that seven hundred days. It's a remarkable, if kind of arbitrary, you know, arbitrary marker, I suppose. In terms of your perception of time, does it feel like 700 days since this event happened to your country? Not at all. I think I've lost the count somewhere, gosh, um, in the middle of like summer 2022. I mean, 2022. <sighs> Um, it just became obvious that uh, it's going to be, it was going to be a long war, um, the war of attrition, um, the way it's been called uh, back in 2022. So basically, the only way to cope with it was to sort of um, not, th- not to think about how long it would take. I think I'm... and yeah I have I haven't been I haven't been counting the days the months and all that like mm. it's at this point it doesn't matter that much unfortunately no, it doesn't matter and I imagine it doesn't help either I I think I'm right in saying Irina that you had to seek refuge early early on in the war is that correct Uh so my circumstances were that um February 24th um uh, I mean, the beginning of the war, uh, found me in Kiev. And I think I left on the second day of the war. I, I've spent some time in the, in the Western Ukraine. Then I even had um, to move to the Czech Republic, but I was also traveling back and forth. My dad, who was 50 years old at the time, volunteered to join the army. So my mom and I, we would go back to Ukraine to visit him. Um, so I was never quite out of the country. Um, and quite honestly, um, I'm not sure how to explain that psychological effect, but mm. you feel the war less um, when you are inside of Ukraine. Mm. Versus when you're either traveling abroad or um, based abroad. Uh, For some reason, um, it's sort of a different everyday life experience. Because when you're away, you feel like you need to keep yourself updated every second. 
And when you're here in Ukraine, it just feels like it's your life and you, you've got other stuff to do mm-hmm. or to take care of. Um, so, yeah, it's sort of a, quite an odd <laughs> effect that um, I've discovered during the war. I, I was wondering... I mean, the, the proximity matters a lot uh, in the way you, perce- you perceive the war. I, I was wondering about that, whether it is... Um inevitable when you're in Ukraine that you have that you develop a kind of numbness to the horrors as sort of a coping mechanism is is that what you're talking about there I'm not so sure actually (laughs) um because uh it has abs and flows uh obviously some days are quite fine um the glass is half I, I, I'd say, but some days are pretty bad. Uh, plus, it also depends on um, some external circumstances. Uh, I mean, uh, my dad, um, who was let go um, a year ago because he turned 60 years old, he he's still um, calling his um, friends who are in the front lines, I mean, those who are still alive, and uh, sometimes he receives bad news. Uh, it's either bad injuries or death. And um, also because I know a lot of those um, military uh, friends of his, um, I'm quite sensitive to the, uh, that kind of news. And um, I've been raising money to supply them with drones and all the stuff that they would need. And it's sort of more in my mind than, I don't know, let's say, like, uh, whether America <laughs> mm. would end up uh, giving us more military support or not this year, because I have zero um, control over that issue, mm. unfortunately. So uh, some days you go more practical um, and it keeps you quite sane. Some days you get overwhelmed. So it's not quite as consistent as I'd like it to be, although I've been taking antidepressants and um, doing therapy. I mean, yeah, I've been doing therapy even before the war, but during the war um, for the most uh, time. So I, I'm sort of like trying to cope in uh, in a healthy way. Uh, but what I've discovered, there is no way of, describing in this experience um in a few sentences uh i mean you need uh works of art <laughs> novels movies uh, non-fiction to try to cover the minuscule amount of what it is actually mm. and probably decades of reflection uh although when you uh go back to let's say the literature that covers world war ii you discover that people are still going through the same experience it doesn't change as much uh, but unfortunately history teaches us pretty much nothing um yeah basically sometimes i'm getting this um strange feeling that i'm relieving something that i've seen in the movies or i've heard from my grandparents and what is actually being quite um hurting i think is that idea that there was literally no generation in my family that i know of um without any experience of some war or 
like terrible atrocities mm-hmm. and um yeah it feels um even sometimes it does feel discouraging like it, this war is never ending mm-hmm. um but uh it, sometimes i'm feeling much more optimistic <laughs> as i said it's not as consistent as um it could be, uh, I don't know, stated in one sentence. Um, one thing that that um, your, your president, President Zelensky, has has talked about and begged the rest of the world not to do is to get, um, for lack of a better word, word to get sort of you know f- fatigued by the by the conflict, not to get not to normalise it. Um, do you get that sense? Do you ever get that sense that the rest of the world wants to move on from this? Well, it's inevitable, uh, especially taking the uh, length of the conflict. Uh, well, I sort of hate this word, uh, conflict, because it's too light of a word um, to describe what's going on. Um I don't think we could have expected the world um, to care for as long as we would care because mm-hmm. it's not as close to home to most people as it is uh, to Ukrainians. Uh, at the same time, there are some Ukrainians who are, I think, uh, sort of keeping their mental distance from the well. Um, it's just human nature. Um, I don't really judge anyone on this account. Um, what I would say is that um, my critique of the current, current government is that I would rather them focus more on domestic economy and uh, especially like military, military infrastructure and sort of um, uh, an effort to become more independent versus... Mm-hmm trying to secure external help. Right. Uh, I think there was a considerable uh, disbalance uh, in their effort to sort of uh, manage things domestically. And um, one of the reasons why I would want this war to end as soon as possible is that we desperately need um, new elections and I would be happy uh, for change in the government and the way the country is being managed. Mm. When you, when you see this Ukraine, how, in what ways, both in terms of the country that you see around you and, and the people around you as well, how is it different from Ukraine before this, this invasion occurred? Um, I moved uh, to study in the U.S. back in 2012. And I moved back in 2016. And again, I was away for four years, but I was visiting and uh, I was quite aware of everything that was going uh, on back home. Mm-hmm. But I was um, uh, pleasantly surprised on some occasions by the change that was quite obvious even even back in 2016. Uh, it was not like an easy time. Uh, everything has changed for us since 2014. And I think well, there was, to some extent, um, a lot of disappointment that the change wasn't sufficient enough. Mm. 
especially in terms of the preparation for the uh, more full-scale war that we are now uh, experiencing. Uh, but at the same time, it did feel like um, the country was changing. Um, there was this attempt to uh, have um, Ukrainian mass, mass culture. Uh, there were being movies made, uh, novels uh, written in, in Ukrainian. We had uh, lots of, I don't know, small and local, uh, like local small and medium-sized um, businesses that were producing, um, I don't know, craft goods and stuff. And like the restaurant scene in Kiev, for example, it was excellent. Um, and it just, it, it was that feeling that everything is transitioning into something uh, more modern, right. uh, different, right. less post-Soviet. Um, right. The tr transition was um, obvious and uh, unfortunately it sort of never actualized because of the full-scale war, but um, I, I had high hopes for this transition to actually become something more and to give us a different future. Um, but yeah, I, I think if it wasn't for that full-scale war, um, probably 2024 would have been a much better year for us. That, that sentiment that you were talking oh. about before, that, that you would welcome an end to this conflict, part, partly because you, you would like to get back on that track, and you, you seem to suggest to me that you thought that a change in government um, w would be welcomed, that 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 once this conflict is over would would take the country forward, which is an interesting thing to to hear to me because obviously um, Zelensky and, and many countries around the world is sort of um, lionized as this figurehead of, of strength in trying times. Do you think that your feelings on that and correct me if I if I've mischaracterized them, but do you think that many Ukrainians share your feelings there? I cannot speak for all Ukrainians. Um, I'm only expressing my own opinion. Uh, but the thing is, um, the only way to cope with this experience is to uh, learn how to love uh, paradoxes. Mm. And I think Zelensky is quite a paradoxical figure. Um, he was, um, I think, a huge influence in the beginning of the war. And and uh, although he didn't do a good job of uh, warning Ukrainians and uh, about the war and preparing for the war, at the same time, I think uh, we were lucky enough uh, in terms of having him as a president. Um, I think he did a lot of things right, and his um, background of being a showman was quite helpful as well probably also his uh, resilience and mental toughness and all that. But at the same time, I don't think that his uh, team is competent um, enough. Plus, I don't think they will be able to handle corruption mm. uh, well enough. Plus, what you need to understand is that uh, when back in 1991, Ukraine became an independent state, uh, the price of 
that independence was implementing all the old Soviet laws. Right. Um, otherwise, we wouldn't have been uh, uh, acknowledged as the independent state. But that also meant that we had corruption ingrained into the government system. And uh, for the most part, we still have those uh, Soviet laws that sort of disbalance the system. And like, for example, um, uh, if you talk about like businesses, they could be auditioned or uh, basically um, tacked by so many institutions Mm. Uh, that it's really hard for them to be consistent uh, with their strategies. And it also discourages um, international investors uh, to join the Ukrainian market and all that. There are so many legal issues that are just sort of this um, post-Soviet heritage that we have. And uh, we didn't have a single government that was able to actually fix that or was efficient in trying to um, implement new reforms. So again, I I think that uh, there is no way of like saying that uh, Zelensky is uh, sort of uh, good or bad in that bl- black and white thinking. But yeah. I'm I don't think he's up to speed in terms of uh, being able to actually deal with the challenges and. Um, issues we're having honestly i mean it was hard even before the full-scale war but now that we need to remodel the entire economy because we don't have one and we i mean we have new issues piled up on top of the old ones and the old ones were pretty bad too and they basically um motivated this war as well because we weren't um changed uh, significantly enough so we, we'd be a um, strong enough state to have um, strong military to mm. face uh, Russian military aggression. So, um, again, I I don't think that he he's able to deal with that uh, more long-term, sca- um, long-term uh, challenge that uh, Ukraine is f- uh, facing. Mm. That's basically my point. Understood, understood. It's it's really fascinating to to hear your perspective on this, uh, Irina, and we really appreciate you joining us today um, with everything that's going on in in your nation. And um, all the best of luck to you. Really appreciate your time today. Thank you. That was Irina Shigaliuk, who joined us there from Odessa. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. 